Hey Nacho. Hey Sophie D. Ooh. <laughs> so guess what? Oh, so no, you oh. first. <laughs> Jumping right into it. I'm just so excited to see you. So I was watching Batman and Robin earlier. Yeah. And this girl shows up in the movie and I was like, oh, she looks really familiar. She's like Alfred's niece or whatever. And guess who it was? Who's she? It was Cher. Cher? Yeah. The singer Cher? No. Oh my God. Imagine. <laughs> if I could turn back time. But my parents are dead. I'd save Batman's parents. <laughs> <laughs> Which, what Cher are we talking about? Um, from Clueless. Oh. Yeah. Because we like wow. just watched that movie. As if. Ah. <laughs> Imagine if she was in Batman as Cher. <laughs> she would be the best dressed superhero. <laughs> the Joker. Ew, as if. Yeah. He needs a makeover. That's what he needs. He's so 2000 and late. Mm. <laughs> Amazing. Was she um, a long lasting character or was she just in like one scene? I don't remember. Oh. Yeah. I just kind of put it on for five minutes and then left. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no way. <laughs> what else did you put on this week? Episode three of Game of Thrones. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely episode three of Game of Thrones. I'm glad you picked up what I was putting oh, down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Called Walk of Punishment. Mm-hmm. Getting right into it. Yeah. We're at River Run. Yeah, we are. Yeah. So they're Finally. Doing, yeah, right? So they're doing like a Viking-esque funeral. It's mm-hmm. like a dead body on a boat. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ooh, blaze it, right? <laughs> <laughs> they have this archer and he releases an arrow and misses it. And I'm like, oh, that's awkward. And embarrassing. Super embarrassing. And probably kind of like rude. Yeah. I was like, this whole thing is Ako taco. Yeah. So like he just keeps missing and I'm like sitting there mortified. <laughs> And also, like, it gets harder every time he misses. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the boat slowly, gets farther away. Slowly just creeping away. <laughs> and then, so I had a, a thing, which by the time, so it was one guy that kept missing. So then the other guy ripped the bow out of his hands and he got it first try. BDE. Yeah, BDE. That's that <laughs> confidence. But my thought was, um, I don't know if this is going to be insensitive to this Viking culture that they're having right now, <laughs> but isn't it kind of dangerous to just light a boat on fire and send it down the river? Like, what if it just snags on a tree or something that you started a forest fire? You know what? At that point, it's someone else's problem. <laughs> it seems irresponsible to me. But he just like shoots the arrow and then walks away. Like mm. he didn't even check to see if it landed. It's like, you know, when you're really good at bowling <laughs> and you know you got a strike. See you right. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I don't, I don't think they're worried about forest fires in Westeros. I don't think they are either. <laughs> Cause I guess they're, our neighbors are loud. loud. Yeah. Ooh. There's activity happening upstairs. So if you hear a lot of shoving and stepping and stuff, that's what's happening anyway. So what was I saying? The boat, <laughs> when River Run, they, oh, we are actually introduced to these two guys, these two archers who is one is not good and one is good. They turn out to be Kat's uncles. And I was like, oh, right. Uncles exist in this world. Yes. I don't know why I was surprised. Right. Because it's it's um, Kat's dad's funeral. So, like, obviously they're there. Yeah. Her fam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the one who missed is, like, a little arrogant. And he's like, oh, no, I did the right thing. <laughs> it sounds like a thunderstorm. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> It's, um, I'm like, this is so awkward. Not to put them on, I don't know that the mic is going to pick up all of it. It's probably going to sound super far back in the, in the actual <laughs> recording. So just so that the people who aren't here can understand what's happening. We, the studio is on the ground level. We have upstairs neighbors. They are starting the, uh, <laughs> I guess like the rush of their season. <laughs> so I'm not positively sure about what they do from day to day also today is saturday for some reason they have to like super wheel everything from one side of their office to the other side every single day so i think this is what with monster truck wheels i think so (laughs) and i maybe they're just rearranging all of their furniture but on a daily basis usually later in the day around like four or five like right before they're they're done with their day we get the huge massive move and so actually we did, we took down, we used to have these really ugly fluorescents that were hooked up by chains. Yeah. So anytime they walked, it would just be like, <laughs> cause like the chains would move oh and the metal would, cla- would clank against Would the, the lights the, like flicker? 
the lights already did flicker because they were bad bulbs. Oh but um, it's just so a mess. time they walked, so there's one person up there who wears heels, so you can hear the clanking of the heels plus the jangling of the fluorescent light bulbs, <laughs> plus obviously all the the um, furniture that gets moved around. So um, sometimes when we have a shoot here, it was it used to get very frustrating and hard to get through the shoot because they make so much noise. But it should be over soon, and we'll be fine, you know? We've gone through 10 years of having upstairs neighbors, you know? It ebbs and flows. Yeah. I just don't know what they're doing on a Saturday at 11.45. Like, I would be, you know, having lunch right now. Yeah, right? Napping, something, anything. Anyway, so Rob's uncle, arrogant, he missed three times, but he's like, you know, whatever. (laughs) It's like, no. It's only my dead brother. <laughs> you're, you're supposed to light that dude on fire. Yeah, the first try. <laughs> but then, so Ra, they're all having this kind of like family meeting, but it's more of like a council kind of meeting. Mm-hmm. So um, Rob is kind of chewing him out because he seized an opportunity, or on, in his eyes, he seized an opportunity to take a mill because the mountain was across the river. So he wanted to like spine him. And Rob's like, those weren't your orders. What are you doing? You, you gave away our plan. Yeah, he's like, um, you're not in charge. I am. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, your orders were to draw him west back to us so that we could surround him. But instead, now I have a mill. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> like, awesome. I really need mill stuff. Yeah. I don't know what mills do. I they, think it's wheat. <laughs> wheat. And they have the thing with the water. Ah, uh, yes. But I think that's just to get the energy to make the wheat. Nice. I don't know. It's uh, That's an old-timey thing. Anyway, yeah. the uncle messed up the funeral, he and he up messed the, up war plans. And he took... He took two Lannister boys, but they're like so far removed from the actual Lannisters that yeah, we care about. They're not but, main family Lannisters. They're yeah. like second cousin Lannisters that but are still irrelevant. Blood, is blood and you can't have sex with them. Yeah. Cersei. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> These are, and they're babies. They're These ones children. are babies. Yeah. Claws off. <laughs> <laughs> so he tries to argue that like, oh, but I took the Lannisters. And Rob's like, Tywin has my sisters. Do you yeah. think he's really going to sue for peace over these cousins that he doesn't know exist? It's like... And he's like, oh. They just have a name. Yeah. They don't, they don't actually matter, I don't think. So then his <laughs> uncle's like, I, I didn't know. And like, that, is that an excuse? Yeah. That's why you're not in charge, yeah. bro. That's why he's not <laughs> king of the north. <laughs> so then we go to King's Landing. Yay. And who's there? It's Pycelle. Baelish. And, and Tywin. And Tyrion and, and Varys. Tyrion. Yeah. And Cersei. Yeah. They're having some... It's really own. awkward. It was so awkward, but so funny. <laughs> it's like we go from like one awkward scene to another awkward scene, and I'm like, I don't, I can't relax. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tense. I'm so... I just have secondhand embarrassment from both of these scenes. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I feel like with this one, it was very... Um, I mean, it's always like Tyrion versus Cersei. So Cersei yeah. comes in, and she pulls the chair super close to Tywin, because, you know, she's daddy's little girl. And then Tyrion's like, oh, then cool, let me make my own scene. And he drags his chair to the other side of the table to be on the other head. Super slowly. Yeah. (laughs) And everyone's just staring at him. Yeah. I'm like, stop. He knows how to make an entrance. (laughs) I want to take a note from him. Yeah, for sure. But then Tywin asks about news of Jamie. Nobody knows. And he's like, the Northerners, they know everything, but you guys have all the spies in the world and you can't figure out where my son is. He's so pissed off and done with everyone. He's like, are you guys kidding me right now? (laughs) (laughs) And then Varys says that Robb Stark is in River Run. Uh, and then they poke fun at Harrenhal a little bit because Baelish is there. So you got to roast Baelish whenever you can, I guess. Yeah. So Varys does make a little dig at him because he says Rose Bolt, Roos, Roos Bolton holds Harrenhal, which would seem to make him Lord of Harrenhal. And it's like, he's kind of like digging at him because wasn't Baelish given Harrenhal? He was. Yeah. That's a good point. He was given Harrenhal, but he's still in King's Landing. Yeah. But he's also not in charge of Harrenhal because some dude walked in. That's true. <laughs> and just took it because he wasn't there yeah. ruling it. Yeah. Some dude just walks in. This is mine. <laughs> Very irresponsible of him. Not a good leader. Whoop. Yes. So like in episode 10 of season two, Baelish was awarded for uniting the Lannisters and the Tyrells. That's, That's some why. context. I wrote that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I wrote that down right under it. Tyrion doesn't like that idea because, well, not that idea, but. Baelish is trying to go to Harrenhal now because it's quote unquote his, he thinks. Tyrion doesn't like that because the royal wedding is coming up and he's like, that's going to be expensive though. Shouldn't Baelish be here to like manage that? And then Tywin's like, you're master of coin now. And Tyrion's like, "Mm, well, that was after 
Tywin says he wants to hook Baelish up with Lissa Aaron. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. That's when Tyrion is like, wait, what? So either way, Baelish is going away. Baelish is going. Yeah. And Tywin wants him to marry Cat's sister. Oh, that's yeah. Cat's sister. Yeah. Robin's mom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, I never learned her name. And um, Tywin's like, yeah, get out there. Lock that down. <laughs> But what move is that? Is that just to get rid of Baelish or is that like a strategic? It's to get the veil. Oh. Yeah. That makes, okay. That yeah. makes sense. Because they want the veil. Why? And they want the veil's troops and they want like mm-hmm. whatever okay. defenses. Okay. And Tyrion's like, no wedding expenses. And that's when he goes into that whole thing. That's when he gets yeah. inherited that. And then title. Tywin's like, oh, you're right. Weddings are expensive. That's your job now. Cool. Great. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> and then Tyrion becomes master of coin. Yeah, he is. But now Fun. we're in the woods with the Stark lackeys. Yeah. And Jamie are tied together riding horseback. Yeah, we get a Which mini. Which so hard. Yeah, right? It can't be comfortable. Because they have to, like, balance. And I, I mean, I guess they're all just trotting, so they're not doing massive stuff. But Also, if you're facing backwards, is it wider? Uh, because of the thigh muscles? Maybe. The thigh and butt muscles? Who knows? We get a mini musical moment though from the um the Stark dudes. They're like oh, singing. Yeah, they're singing. They're singing. Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> but Brienne the is the only also- wholesome thing we get from this group is you this know, little that's song. That's how they get us though. They get us. The, oh, this is cute. And then they like show us a dead hand or something like that, or some craziness. Yeah, some some crazy nonsense. But Brienne is knocking Jamie for not being as good of a swordsman as everyone says he is, and he's like, "Bro, I've been tied to a post for a year. Can you cut me some slack?" <laughs> My hands. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't work like they used and to. And she's like, uh, yeah, please. And then yeah. she's like, well, maybe people just like to overpraise a famous name. And I was like, oh, she did that to him. Oh, yeah. And then he gets mad. He You're gets like, sad. We're going to stroke your ego a little bit. Yeah. But then he also hits her below the belt. And he's like, You're going to get raped tonight. Yeah. I didn't like that. I didn't like any of this. Nope. And the whole like rape chat he had broke my heart because, like, even though this isn't a fictional world, he's right. He's right. Yeah. And it's like, Back in the past, like this was very real and like women had absolutely no power over their bodies and you know, we've made strides, but there's still like so much to improve. It still happens today. It still Just not happens. in our country. I mean, probably still in our country, no, but it not happens. in our faces. It happens all the time and it's just so, yeah. like it just breaks my heart and it's like... Uh, and Brienne's this like sh- super strong woman who's a knight and it's like she can still just get... And she still can't fight that. Yeah. Ugh. Don't like that. I don't like that. Ugh, I feel and it makes me upset. Yeah. <laughs> and then she also, she says like to Jamie, if you were a prisoner, you, or you wouldn't resist. And he's like, if I was a woman, I would ask them to kill me. But thank God I'm not. And I was like, ugh. Mm. Uh, Feels great. Yeah, totally. But now we're with the Brotherhood. So that's when you know it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. We're going to get out of that yeah, little slump. Because then I'm, I'm going to keep laughing out of uncomfort. Yeah. <laughs> we're okay. with the Brotherhood and Gendry. Yeah. And he's helping with armor and Arya's just hanging out. And she's like, why are you helping them? We're prisoners. And then the guy's like, no, you're not. You don't have any chains on. <laughs> he's the like, you just can... isn't a safe place for a Stark kid. Yeah. He's like, you can go. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, watch me. Imagine how long would she last in the woods by herself? Not very. I don't think she learned how to like read the sun. No. Or like which way or is how which. to hunt really. Yeah. But then she walks up to the hound and asks him if he remembers the last time they were there or the last time he was here, like I guess with the Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure why she's asking that. Like, does she know something? I don't know. Or like maybe she's wondering why they know each other. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting take. Because I guess she's trying to figure out if the Brotherhood are good or not. Yeah. I feel like she just like has that, like, you know how like kids just know when people are good or bad? Yeah. I feel like she like has that kid sense to her. Yeah. But anyway, they put the, they put, um, the, the, it's the hound, right? Yeah. They yes. put the hound in a carriage and they take him away. And he bops his head. Yeah. <laughs> this big intimidating dude. He was literally was just being so mean to her and then he bops his head. Karma. <laughs> I started cracking up. I'm like, wow. Okay. You dork. <laughs> How's the weather up there? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> banging. <laughs> oh. uh, then Hot Pie comes out to tell them that he's going to stay here because the, the lady baker likes his bread and wants to keep him. So I guess that's that's How? his future. And then he, so cute. Oh, he, yeah. He makes a little bread for Arya that's shaped like a wolf. Because she's a star. Oh, I was like, stop. And then she's like, oh, wow. Hot bite's really good. As she rides away into the distance. Yeah, because she eats a little piece. But I was cracking up because like they, she was like looking at it and she's like, what is this supposed to be? And he's like, it's a wolf. 
And she's like not having it at first. Yeah, they like couldn't figure it out. And I was like, come on, it's not that hard. Yeah, use your brain, Aria. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, come on. Give him something. It looks like a it looks like a dog. (laughs) Which is close enough to a wolf, which like she should know is her home. Yeah. Come on, open your eyes. Yeah. (laughs) She she just doesn't know how to talk to kids yet, you know? Yeah, right. But we jump over to River Run. So Uncle Blackfish. See, I didn't get anybody's name. I think that's his nickname. I have no idea what his actual name is. Okay. And Cat are talking, and we find out that Cat's dad and Uncle Blackfish had, I'm just going to keep saying it, had some beef between each other. Yes, they did. And then I'm like, I want to know. Yeah, right? (laughs) Don't bring this up. Don't hang this beef in front of my face. (laughs) If I can't eat it. Yeah, come on. (laughs) But what I liked with this scene was that apparently they were fighting for like over 30 years, but then by the end, her dad forgot what they were fighting about. So that's like a fun family message to just cut the bullshit. Isn't that so annoying? Yeah. Just talk to each other, guys. <laughs> just be friends. Yeah. You're family. Mm-hmm. You're stuck with each other, you know? <laughs> yeah, you really are. Stop making family gatherings awkward for yeah. everyone. <laughs> Get over it. God. Okay. So now Kat's crying. Oh, because she's singing about her babies. Yeah. Brandon Rickon. Yeah, she remembers when she used to look out that window waiting for her dad to come back and she's like, oh my God, my sons will never see me again. <laughs> But then also in this scene, I noticed that her hair is perfect. Yeah. And it's always been perfect. So how many opportunities do you have while you're at war to like wash your hair and bathe yourself? And like, I get that she's highborn so that she gets some special treatment, but she's also a prisoner. <laughs> so how, how does she get to be clean and proper, you know? All the time. Yeah. I guess she has to keep up appearances because she's royal. But not even like, not even like because of that too, but just like the, how many luxuries do you get on the road? I guess in old timey times, they'd just like mat their hair so they'd never have to touch it until their next bath. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they only bathe like once a year or something. Ugh. Uh. <laughs> Yikes. That's why they get all those diseases. The pox. That's why they get the pox. The pox. Not because you pray them onto babies. Oof. <laughs> Whoops. Too soon. <laughs> so now Talissa is helping tend to the Lannister boys. And um, one of them, whose name I also didn't catch. I think one is Martin. And like, he's scared he's going to die. What I a normal Martin. name. There's a Y in it. Oh. <laughs> so it's like half. Okay. But I was like, he'll be fine. Like, he's not a, he's not a main family kid. Like, yeah, he's, he's not worth anything. Yeah, really. You're like, you can go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because he asked Talissa, is, is it true what they say about Rob? And um, she's like, what do they say about him? <laughs> so they say that he turns into a wolf at night and drinks his enemy's blood. And she's like, yeah, yeah, he does that. Yeah, it's like, so I, cute. <laughs> I want to give that to somebody. She's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The whales, they exist. Yeah, totally. Yeah, she totally just exit on. And then she tells him not to fear because he doesn't eat children unless it's a full moon and it's not a full moon tonight. <laughs> like that's the kind of thing. Like I love that. She just messes with him yeah. so hard. He's like so scared and she's like smiling. <laughs> like, okay, it's great. Well, when's the next full moon? <laughs> so now where are we? To John. And what kind of shot is this? Oh. It's a Godfather shot. It totally is. Yes. Yes, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't really set you up for that one the right way. Yeah, it's okay. Um, but so, no, what do we see in the shot is what I meant to say. So, um, Mance is like, always the artist, and the camera pans up, and there's just horse, dead horse parts just scattered in a spiral. Which is very ominous. Super scary and yeah. creepy. And also, whoever did that, how much time did they have on their hands to do that? They're just throwing it. Yeah, and I'm sure horse heads are lit. very heavy. Oh my God, probably. So those are big animals. Yeah. <laughs> but also just like the disrespect to the Godfather shot. Like you take that, you're like, I see the Godfather and I'm going to raise that 1500%. I'm, I'm going to raise you a spiral. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? You can't do anything about it. Yeah. So um, filmmakers, that was rude. <laughs> uh, but John says that there are about like 300 night, nights watch there. And now most of them are probably night walkers. So whoops. Yeah. Right. So Mance asks John, and do you know what those men are now? And John nods, and Mance says, we're all the same to them, meet for their army. And I was like, so is it inferred now that those dead soldiers are now White Walkers? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Just Because if the count- horses are dead, then the people have to be dead. Whoop. Right? Yeah. Because they probably didn't eat them. Probably they're just yeah. bringing their numbers up. Yeah, but also, okay, so there was, at the end of season two, the leader, who I think he's like the... 
the white king or something like that. The screechy one? Yeah. He ah. was on a horse. Yeah. So horses can be white walkers. So why would they waste all those horse heads to put them in a spiral? To be spooky. That is stupid. Only that guy gets a horse. That is Everyone dumb. else has to walk really slowly through the blizzard. That's rude. <laughs> That's why they're called white walkers, not white, white horsemen. Mm. Okay, okay. <laughs> so then Mance gives Tormund some battle plans. And then he's like, take John with you. And then Tormund gets so excited about finally starting the war. Yeah. And go climb the wall. And yeah, go climb the wall. Squeeze me. <laughs> but like everybody in this world is a psychopath. Everybody wants to go to war. Yeah. Can we just like live peacefully at home? No. <laughs> just like mind our own business, please. <laughs> we cannot do that. <sighs> we must scale this wall. <laughs> and it's so tall. It's huge. And I don't understand how you're going to climb it. Because isn't it like snow or ice? It's like smooth. There's um. Picks, um, right? Yeah. Apparatuses. Yeah. That can help them. Ugh. Sounds uh, like more work than it's worth. Yeah, it is. And you know what else is a lot of work? A lot more than it's worth? <sighs> Our next location. Ah, uh, Craster's Keep. Yeah. That's the, the daughter-wife guy. Ah, uh, his creepy old man and his, his creepy village. But the one good thing is that means that Sam gets reunited with Gilly. <laughs> right? It's the only romance that matters in this yeah. whole show. The only one I care about. <laughs> Do I F everyone about else. <laughs> Ghost is still with them, weirdly, and Good. he just kind of trots away again. Good. And I was like, where, where are you going? He's just watching over them. Yeah. He's just kind of... He's minding his own business. That's what's happening. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to play in the snow over yeah. there some more. So they're having some dialogue. Mm-hmm. And then in the background, you hear a woman screaming, giving birth during it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is that Gilly? I bet. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And then Craster is just being a douche through this whole thing. Yeah, so I, I was just getting annoyed. A was, lot of, like, there's just, like, a handful of Night's Watch guys in Craster's, I guess, like, living room situation. <laughs> His den. And they're all, again, with the awkwardness of this episode, they're all just staring at each other awkwardly because he isn't talking. <laughs> He's <laughs> just staring at them. Mm-hmm. So then Craster is acknowledging the birth sounds, and he's like, oh, I have like a thousand kids and blah, blah, blah. And he's comparing the sounds of the girl screaming to like a pig screaming. Yeah. And then he starts making fun of Sam. So Sam leaves and he's going to go find Gilly, even though I don't think he knows that it's Gilly at that moment. I think he's just curious about the miracle of life. Yeah. So he finds (laughs) the hut and he sees Gilly giving birth and he's just like, oh my God. Do you think that's the first time he saw a vagina? Absolutely. And also definitely the first time he's seen a birth. Yeah. Two See, and one? That's, that might that's be traumatizing. Good. Yeah. I didn't put the vagina part together. I was like, this is his first birth and he is young. <laughs> He's going to be scared. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but it turns out that the baby's a boy. So you know what's going to happen to that baby. Oh, no. Yep. I know. I'm sad already. Yeah. Cut to Theon. He was not having a good time. No, he's not. Never. But the guy comes and frees him, and then he tells him to write east, and Yara will find him. Yeah, so he wasn't in the Iron Islands. Like, but we la- still don't know where he is. Yeah, last episode you were like, he might not be. And I was like, oh, and then I guess you were right. But then but, I'm like, but, but where are we? Yeah, I don't know. Damn it. <laughs> but that's all that scene was. That was like a super quick thing, because now we're back to Stannis and Melisandre. And his, and his issues. Yeah. And he's so desperate to get the throne, and he just... Is losing his grip, kind of. Yeah. Malsandra's going on some journey for something. She's like, babe. He's like, babe, no. And he's like, you're abandoning me. Can you stop with that? <laughs> like, Dude's be it. your own person. He's got issues. You're not dependent on this other human, are you? Yeah. <laughs> and then he asks her to make him another son because the rum is laughing at him and he wants Joffrey dead. But homie, you're a grown ass man. Go kill him yourself. <laughs> Just walk in there. You know? <laughs> like, you know Joffrey doesn't know shit. You can you can look at him and he'll snap in half. Just go do it. Just go just go in there. Just swing your sword around all yeah. crazy. Yeah. Ugh. Get in there, bro. So tired of that. <laughs> so then she tells him that his fire is running low. And he's like, your magic requires king's blood. I'm the one true king. And then she's like, yeah, but there's others with your blood. And he looks so butthurt about that. <laughs> he's like, what do you... But, but, but my, my blood. <laughs> and also... Okay, never mind. I was going to say, um, when you do the thing, it's not blood you're exchanging, but it's the DNA, which makes the blood that you exchange. So never mind. Whoops. <laughs> anyway, what happens in Astapor? Astapor. Okay, so 
they're having a stroll, but they're having a little like a mini quarrel. Uh-huh. Um, Jorah's very pro unsullied, and Barristan's like anti unsullied. And um, the reason why Barristan is is because he kind of uses Rhaegar Targaryen as an example, and he's like that's her brother, and I guess his people like loved him and battled for him mm-hmm. willingly. Mm-hmm. And she says she wishes she had known him. So I'm like, how old was she when her father was king and all that stuff went down? Very young. Like, like so... I want to say, like, infanty. Right? I almost want to say we, like, went over that in season one, but I also can't promise that. Yeah, but I, it came up again. And now I'm like, now I'm bothered because, like, <laughs> her and, and what's-his-face were the only two, and he remembers stuff, but she doesn't remember anything. That's interesting. And they were similar age. Or maybe, like, a few years different. Well, maybe... It's the whole gender thing. Like he was allowed to learn about certain things and she wasn't. Oh, maybe. Could have been that. It could have been. So anyway, we get to, she wants all the unsullied. She wants all of them. Give me all your dudes. And Krasnus goes in again, saying whatever nonsense in Valyrian and the translator again being stressed out. She's doing the Lord's work though. (laughs) She is. She's, I love, I love her little bits because you just see the stress on her face. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's like trying so hard. And I'm like, oh, it's poor, poor, poor lady. I think she's a true hero of the show. <laughs> she really is. She's going she's gonna to end up taking the throne because mm-hmm. <laughs> she's always thinking on her toes. So anyway, so um, Master Krasnas is like, she can't afford all of them. And she's like, I'll give you a dragon. Yeah. And while he's doing that, like he's all this condescending things that he's saying about her and like this, this bitch, this and this, love that. The translator's doing her best to, to nicely deliver that. <laughs> yeah. And every single time, Daenerys is just rolling her eyes, and I just want the just the guts to just roll my eyes at, like, a national leader. <laughs> you know? <laughs> just to go up to, like, some president of something and be like, ugh, you. Yeah. Ugh. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. But then, yeah, no. She just decides to hand over a dragon, and then Jorah and Barristan are like, no. Yeah, they're, they I don't like freak that. out. And then she's like, I'm going to take your translator, too. Yeah. <laughs> While I'm at it. Yeah. And then as they leave, she turns to Jorah and Barrison and is like, if you guys ever question me in front of strangers again, I will kill you. Yeah. She's like, don't you dare. Ooh, ooh BDE. And I was like, oh, I was like, she has a plan. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> she has I to. hope so. <laughs> she wouldn't just give her dragons away. Yeah. No. You know, all that she went through to get them back. Yeah. You can't just toss them on the side. Yeah. No, she's, she's going to be on top of it. Ooh. And one thing she says to the translator is she says all men must die but we are not men and i was like no we aren't damn girl power daenerys it up (laughs) because the translator says valar morgulis which i think is what the other guy said to Arya. yeah wasn't that the name of an episode i think that was it remember we were trying to figure out how to say that word yeah for like forever yeah (laughs) um, oh yeah everything valerian now Oh, Valar Mergulis, all men must die, I guess is what that translates to. Yes, but does yes. that mean that everybody's Valerian? I guess that guy, is, I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, that's <laughs> the line for all the lines. <laughs> Daenerys is going to F it up and yep. we cut back to King's Landing. Yay. <laughs> this is a great scene. <laughs> Ross is helping Podrick with something and he just is taken by the cleavage. Yeah, he's just staring but at her. But she's also serving it real hard. Yeah, she's like, I know what you're looking at. Yeah. And she's like going up, she's standing jiggling. up extra yeah. slow. And he's just staring at her chest. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, we're just going to check out Ross's rack. Okay, cool. But she's proud of it. Let him check it out. You yeah. Know? And Tyrion and Bronn are like looking at each other. So they end up, so Tyrion ends up rewarding Podrick for saving his life with not just one, not just two, but, but three. three prostitutes. It's Pod's day. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and he looks absolutely shook. Yeah. He's like, oh. Because <laughs> he's never been with a woman before. And let now alone he gets three. three. Yeah. This scene is so funny. Three extremely experienced women. Yeah. One who is so flexible, she could touch her ass with her head. Yeah. (laughs) She's the one that like came out of like the curtains, right? And then there's like other ones that they all had like a specialty. Yeah. It was funny. Tyrion was like. And they had a curtain reveal. It was great. I liked this. Tyrion was like introducing them like the way that, not to compare women to cars, but like the way that you would like have a car show. This bad boy. Yeah. (laughs) And Patrick was like, huh? Ladies? Lady. 
he deserved that. Good for Podrick. Yeah. So then, because um, Tyrion, they were all there because they were getting the royal ledgers from Baelish. Mm-hmm. So it cuts from like the prostitute reveal to then Tyrion looking through the finances. And then we find out that the city owes millions to Tywin Lannister. Tens of millions. Yeah. And no, then they've been no. borrowing from the Bank of Bravos. So they owe tens of millions to the Iron Bank of Bravos and millions to Tywin Lannister. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. That was a jackass, too. He's, yeah. he's not going to let that go. Yeah, no. But so, then Padra comes back with, with, with the money. <laughs> well, with the little gold pouch. And it's like, here you go. And Bronn and Tyrion are like, bro, what? And. <laughs> It turns out Podrick was so good that the prostitutes paid him. <laughs> what did he do? I don't know. He probably treated them like real humans, I bet. He like sat down and talked to them. Yeah. And Bronn and Tyrion are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold, hold on. <laughs> details. We need details. And Podrick's just like, oh no, they just didn't want to take it. <laughs> so what's the deal, Pod? Yeah, right. It was very slumber party scene, except like during the day and somehow more suspenseful than a slumber party. Yeah. And they had wine. Yeah, that too. <laughs> and now we're in some hills. Theon is lost. Theon, he's he, being chased now. He's kind of going around in, in circles. And I'm like, I guess East is hard to guess when it's cloudy. Maybe. <laughs> so he's getting chased down. This archer who's chasing them keeps missing. I'm like, why not just shoot the horse that he's riding? True. And also, how do you keep missing? Because Theon is running in a straight line. That too. <laughs> like, yeah. He's right in front of you. He's on a horse and a sh- going in a straight line. Like that's a pretty big target. And, and it's he's like, already exhausted. I'm yeah. Like, the horse isn't, but he is. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to hurt animals, but like shoot the horse. But be, yeah, use your brain. Be strategic. <laughs> so on. I have a question. Yes. Because this chase scene, it looks like they've rigged a camera to the side of the horse the same way that they do for cars and chase scenes. So I'm sitting here watching the scene and I'm like, how did they do this? Did they either get a fake horse head and throw it on the side of a camera? Did they get a steady cam operator and put them on top of this horse? Or did they put the horse on like a process trailer, which is <laughs> um, when you shoot like a car scene, any driving scene, they put the car on like one of those um, like tow truck kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that the tow truck drives around so that the actors can deliver their lines and not crash into things. Yes. So... I've always wondered that. Thank you. Yeah, they, they, that's what they do. <laughs> um, so, like, the, how how do you rig a camera to the side of a horse? Carefully. I just want to know what happened. <laughs> yeah. Super With careful. The horse is, like, running around. So, like, when you watch, like, Fast and Furious movies, obviously there's, like, the driving on the street, so then there has to be a car that's just as good driving in front of it to get the shot of the car driving. Mm-hmm. So the way they do that is, like, if your fist is the car, there's a rig that kind of goes around, like, the driver's side door all the way to the passenger side door. And like that might have a crane on it. Wow. That has the camera that they can control. So did they have like that situation in front of this horse? <laughs> they had like a really professional like, horse rider. Yeah. I want, I, how do you do a, it just made me think about how you do any horse scene, <laughs> but we can move on. That was just something that just blew my mind. They catch him. That's what happens. Oh yeah. He ends up getting just knocked up off. Yeah. And beat up. Yep. And then almost raped. Yep. And I was like, I'm Why is everything about rape? I hate this. <laughs> I hate this show. <laughs> and you know what is one of those things too that like ha- has an out of, I hope Theon has like an out of body like realization is that he almost got raped and he hated it, but then he's out here raping all these other women. Not actually, no, this is kind of consensual, but they're all hookers <laughs> and whores and he treats them like shit. Well, he's just a trashy dude. He, yeah. <laughs> but I hope it teaches him a lesson. <laughs> To be a little bit more respectful. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah. humans are humans. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so he gets saved by a, a mysterious archer. Yep. And It's the same guy who freed him. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh. So different archer, lighting. Yeah. <laughs> different situation. You know, they were in a dungeon before, now they're outside. It's hard yeah. to tell. <laughs> it took me three seasons to see who Ross was. Yeah. So, I get it. Fair. So that the mystery guy who freed them, or freed, um, uh, what's his name? Theon. I forgot his name already. <laughs> Um, you really like this character. Yeah. <laughs> Not until he has his character development moment that I'll learn his name. But he shoots all the captors via archery. Mm-hmm. And Theon's like, oh my God, my hero. Well, then, at first he's like, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, who are you? But then we cut back to Brienne. Yeah. Locke's men want to rape her. Cool. Locke is that main guy. Yeah. And I was like, oh no. Just like Jamie said they would. And she fights back and screams and they just keep beating her up. Mm-hmm. And Jamie looks like he's actually concerned about her. Yeah. 
And I was like, oh. Is he going to have a moment? I kind of hope he has a moment. Me too. Yeah. So quick thinker, he convinces the leader to not rape Brienne because he could get a reward for returning her to her father. Yes. Alive and unbesmirched. Oh. What a SAT word. Yeah. That's a really uh, neat way to say intact. Yeah. <laughs> but then he does his like too much talking thing. Yeah. With the Lord. And he's like, you know what? You know what else you can do for me now that we're talking man to man? Can you just like untie me from this tree because my back hurts? Yeah. And I was like, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I'm glad he helped, helps Brienne. But then he convinces his guy to unchain him and then to also feed him. Yeah. He, he went a little too far. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, okay, he, he's really got the gift of gab over here. He does. Or like some kind of influence. And then immediately I'm like, oh, never mind. Yep. No, I hate it. <laughs> so. They like bend him over a stump mm-hmm. and I definitely thought they were going to rape him. <laughs> <laughs> that was the theme of this episode. And I was like, I was like, oh no, no, no. I don't want to watch another rape scene. Yeah. Like, we had the one in season one. I like don't want to watch another one. Yeah. I don't want to see anymore. And but good thing they don't rape they him. They don't. They do. I don't know if what they did was worse. <laughs> yeah. So the Lord pretends like he's sweet talking Jamie. And then they're like, stop that. And then they slam his head against that, that stump. And then um, he's like kind of telling Jamie that he's nothing. He, you know, he's nothing without his dad. He's got this like dagger straight up into his eye. Mm-hmm. And he's like, remember, you're nothing without your father. And then he, he kind of just like fake walks away and is like, you know what? Let me remind you that you're nothing without your father. And then he just. And then. <laughs> Chops his hand off. I screamed. Yeah, I was not ready for that. I was like, whoa. Yeah. You know what else my immediate thought after that was, was that if that's what Jamie gets for doing one good thing for somebody, he's never going to do anything good for anybody else again. (laughs) Yeah, right. He's going to keep losing limbs. Yeah, right. He's just going to be like, I'm going to continue minding my own business. Yeah. Well, he can't anymore. Yeah, right. He's only got one hand to mind it with. And his right hand. Yeah. His right hand, Imagine too. Imagine losing your dominant hand. Oh, Ooh. God. It's rough. <laughs> I'm not ambidextrous. I Neither would be am I. so I mean, you'd have, to, you'd have to learn and adapt. Yeah, no. And if you don't, then bye. But yeah, that cut was so... It definitely seemed seamless. I wonder how many t- takes they took. But he just, yeah, turns and then just goes right into it. And right I was like, it. bro. Do you think he really cut off his hand? Did he really... He's really committed to his Yo, part. actors are so dedicated. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the end of episode three. And I was like, ah! yeah. And then episode four <laughs> picks off right where they, they dropped off. Yeah. What's it called though? And now his watch is ended. Ooh. Yeah. So, um, it starts, Jamie is now wearing his hand as an accessory. Sucks. <laughs> Definitely does suck. Cause it's a, it's a gross reminder of like, you know, that he's not shit, but also like it has to smell so bad. It probably, cause it's literally decaying. Yeah. They did him. nothing to preserve it. Yeah. They don't have the technology, I think. Yeah. And also, like, what about his arm? Like, won't it get, like, infected? Yeah. It's probably, it probably just has cloth on it. I like, yeah. don't think they had anything to, like, treat it. Nope. Oh, my God. It probably is hurting so bad. Yeah. Uh, and also, on the other side of things, now they can't handcuff him. No, they can't. So how do they, <laughs> how do you bind somebody with no hand? I guess you can, like, tie their elbows. Mm. So they can only have four-hour <laughs> movement. Yeah, only. <laughs> can, like, karate chop things. Only. <laughs> But now I feel bad for him. I know. I kind of I feel, never thought I would. I kind of feel bad for him too. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, like this is good writing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I hate it. Is this a good character? Oh, oh. take it back. I don't yeah. want him. So then he falls off his horse and into mud. Yep. And these guys just keep like torturing him. Yeah. They're like, just making fun of him. They make fun of him. He asks for water. One guy dumps water on his head and the other guy, the main guy, Locke, is like, oh, I'll give him water. And then ends up giving him horse pee. Yep. And I was like, oh, that's so classy. Yeah. And then Brienne tries to at least stick up for him. But then her hands are also literally tied. So yeah, and she then can't she, do much. And then she gets outnumbered. And Jamie tries to grab a sword and he tries to f- sword fight. But of course, his right hand is his sword fighting yeah. hand. And he's also exhausted from all the blood. He's exhausted. Lost. He's sick. You yeah. can kind of tell he's like not feeling well. Yeah. And he's still blinded. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, ah, oh, God. But what a fun, unlikely duo. Yeah, The two right? of them. I kind of like the two of them. I think I do too. Yeah. Now we're in King's Landing. King's Landing. And Tyrion is coming to Varys for proof of his sister trying to kill him. Yeah. And Varys is like, I don't have proof, only whispers. 
shut up. <laughs> and while he's doing this whole entire scene is uh, set around Varys has this like huge crate in this really dark, deep dungeon. Yeah. And he's like, you know, there's somebody in there. Yeah. And he's like, he's prying it like, open, kind of prying it open with like a weird kind of looks crowbar. like a spatula crowbar, yeah. like hybrid. An old timey thing. An old timey yeah. crowbar, I guess. But he's like giving like Tyrion his, we, we finally get his penis story. Yeah. Finally. And it kind of ties in with the whole like Tyrion's revenge thing. He yeah. kind of makes it a whole story and riddle. Of course he does. So, of course. Of course. We find out that when Varys was a kid and he was traveling with the troop of actors mm-hmm. or whatever, some old sorcerer psycho paid for time with him. Yep. And he was drugged, paralyzed, but could still feel. Mm. And this psycho sorcerer ended up just taking his bits and throwing them into a fire. But then the fire turned blue. The fire turned blue and then he heard a voice. Oof. And we find out that the sorcerer did this and Varys hates magic. And Which I get. Oh, for sure. You for sure get yeah. that. Yeah. I wouldn't like magic very much yeah. either if my bits got taken off of me, thrown into a fire, and then the fire changed color. Yep. <laughs> Definitely not. So then he's talking about revenge and patience and talking about how like that happened to him so long ago and eventually you get your revenge and he opens the box and what's in the box? The sorcerer. Yeah. It's like all all skinny and like malnourished and (laughs) definitely tortured. And gagged. I was like, excuse me? So like now I'm wondering, did he just get the crate of that sorcerer? Has he always been in there? Like what? I feel like he's story there. I feel like he just got it. (laughs) <laughs> oh, just in the mail today. Yeah. Oh, Amazon Prime really does have everything. Yes, yeah, they do. They really <laughs> deliver. But yeah. But we also actually, we get some backstory too from, from Varys. He, he's talking about how like the climb was slow. He learned that secrets were worth more than money. So he spent his years as a thief and he was snooping and going around the slums. And then eventually went up the city council or the, cha- the council chamber or whatever. Yes. So... You know, we love an underdog story in a self-made man. Yeah. And I, okay. So I feel bad that he lost his bits that way. Yeah. (laughs) But like, I feel bad that that happened to him and he went through all that, but I'm really glad he didn't harm a woman. Me too. (laughs) And also true, like his, all of his motives are in self-defense. Yeah. And not out of like self-preservation. I love to kill people. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So, you know, Varys is justified. Yeah. So now that I know, like, because I was kind of like, I was kind of like warming up to him. And now I'm like, okay, like, I, I think I like Varys now. Yeah. I understand him more. <laughs> yeah. I can sympathize with him yes, more. Yes. Now that I actually know yeah. more about the character, I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> that means now that we like him, he's probably going to die soon. <laughs> yeah. Or he's going to do something to a woman. Because, ah, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's just how this happens. Yeah. We shouldn't have admitted that. <laughs> Damn it. So anyway. Night's watch. Uh, yeah, Craster's Keep. And we have Rast. And he's shook up. He's like so scared of... He's still like scared of what happened with the White Walkers. Mm-hmm. Which one is Rast? That's the bully, right? That's the bully okay. one. Yeah. 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 He's trying to convince the guys that they have to leave. Yeah, they don't. This whole scene... <laughs> I don't know. This From like this... Every single Craster's Keep scene, I'm like... I. I'm not having a good time here. Yeah, I'm uncomfy the whole time. <laughs> I'm just not. So I have a question for you because, so what's the guy's name? The bully? Rast. Rast. Mm-hmm. So Rast is like, we, we got to go. We can't stay here. We got to go and then survive for ourselves. So like, what would you do in that situation? Like, would you run away with the guy who's bullying you and who hates you clearly? Not nah, doesn't that care guy. about your life. Or would you stay here with the guy who also doesn't care about your life or value, but you know that you're kind of safe for the time being? I would stay with the numbers. Yeah. F Rast. I would want to stay alive until I have a better plan. I feel like you would go off with Rast and then some enemies would show up and he'd trip you. Yeah. Yeah. He's that guy. He's that guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. F that guy. Yeah. F that guy. (laughs) So Sam ends up finding Gilly and she's struggling with motherhood. I mean, yeah. (laughs) But like naturally because she's panicking because she gave birth to a boy and knows what's going to be happening and knows he's going to be taken soon. And I'm just like, oh, this poor girl. Like, yeah. Sam is here trying to flirt with her and she's like, bro. He is blind. Yeah. He is so oblivious. She's like, no. Because like he comes in and wakes up the baby. Yeah. I'm sure she just got the baby to go to sleep. Oh, for sure. It's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> just coming in. Hey, Kelly, making all this noise. Like, hey, what's going on? 
on. Sam, come on. <laughs> Use your brain. <laughs> One thing I was wondering about, if something were to happen to Craster, what would happen to like all these girls? Like, what would they do? I feel like they would just stay there. They do you think they're the ones that run the whole campus, so they're or camp uh, land property, whatever. Yeah. So they know how to live. Yeah. You so know? they just continued just doing they whatever. Might. Yeah. Because they also they don't know where else to go because that's all they know. So they wouldn't know how to hunt or or not hunt, but like they wouldn't know how to find other places, I think. Oh, true. And they probably don't know how to interact with anyone else. Yeah. Oh God, that but sucks. At least they know how to cook and sleep and stay warm. Yeah. So until Until uh, they all die out. Yeah, exactly. That sucks. Whoop. <laughs> when you don't leave your family with the, you know, some good skills to have. <laughs> that's what happens. It's true. But Gilly tries to give the thimble back to Sam because she like doesn't want him or she doesn't want the thimble. All she wants is for him to save her and her baby. And she, I think, is one of the few who has their priorities set straight. <laughs> that is a uh, a venti order. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. No, but yeah, for real. She wants to save her baby and good for her. Yeah. And all Sam was is, oh, but I just wanted you to hug me. Yeah. (laughs) Just go on one date with me, though. (laughs) I saw your vagina. (laughs) (laughs) So now we're bound for life. (laughs) Bran is dreaming. Yes. And he's dreaming. And Jojen is coaching him on what to do with this raven. Mm -hmm. And then I got spooked. Spooked? What happened? (laughs) Because then Kat shows up. So in the dream, Bran climbs up the tree because Jojen's like, you have to catch the raven. So Bran climbs up the tree and is going up to the raven. He's close to the raven. Then Cat shows up and grabs him and is like screaming at him, I told you not to climb! And like freaking out. And I was like, I'm stressed. <laughs> I don't want this in my dreams. I was like, this is spooky. Ooh. Ah. And then he falls and then wakes up. Yes. Because that's how you always wake up from a dream. I hate dream falling. Oh, me too. It so always spooky. freaks me out. Isn't it because your brain thinks you're dying? So it what? shocks you awake? I've never heard that. I don't oh. like that. Oh, <laughs> I guess we'll research that soon. Yeah, gonna have to. Dreams are interesting. <laughs> yeah. So now we're back to King's Landing in uh, in the awake land. Yeah, and Varys and Ross are doing a little like they're like gossiping about Padraig. About Padraig. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, they're like, what did he do? To she wouldn't tell me. The girls wouldn't tell me. She's like, they're usually so descriptive, but. They just didn't know how to describe it. (laughs) They say that he was unlike anyone they've been with before. And I was like, okay, Podrick. What did he do? I want to know. (laughs) I'm saying he treated them like humans. He probably did. Or you know what it probably was? He probably went down on them. Oh, maybe. Because you know no other guy would do that because all they want is their dick to be sucked. Jeez. Natalie. In old timey time. (laughs) Oh. That um, Lord. came from left field. I'm whiplash. <laughs> oh my god! Um, Whoa! That I'm so sorry for your. <laughs> I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> um, except for Podrick. Podrick's a good guy. It seems. <laughs> you know, sometimes do we need to talk? Come like out um, unfiltered, and <laughs> that came out before my brain thought about it. <laughs> Happy Saturday. Or actually, Jeez. it's Monday. You guys are hearing this on a Monday. Oh, Or man. any other day of the week. Good morning. Yep. <laughs> good, good afternoon. afternoon. Good evening. Oh, Lord. Whew. Anyway. <laughs> so, Roz gives him, like, this sheet of paper that has, like, the inventory of what's going to be on Baelish's ship. Mm-hmm. Nice recovery. <laughs> Thanks. So, Varys is like, I feel like I'm missing something obvious. And... They're also discussing Baelish's interest in Sansa. And I was like, oh, stop. I don't. No. No. My only interest is in Sansa being safe. (laughs) Yeah. Keep. No. (laughs) So anyway, so she points out that on the inventory, there's two beds for his cabin. So who's the other bed for? And I'm like, it better not be for Sansa. But Sansa better be in a barrel. (laughs) (laughs) On the dungeons. Yeah. (laughs) I'd rather her be there than with him. She better be in in a barrel the entire time they're on journey. I can't. So anyway, we then go from those two. And I like them. I think I like them as a duo, too. Mm. And Varys actually points out something interesting. He says that it's very rare for somebody from her former background to know how to read. So not like, what, what's Ross's story? Yeah, right? Like, what, how did she grow up? And how did she choose to become a whore? You know? <laughs> she's she's, she's interesting. she's climbing. Yeah. I mean, she's made it three seasons. Yes, she has. <laughs> I hope she keeps making it. Yeah, you know, good for her. Yeah. Self-made women too. Yeah, right? 
So we go from them to Joffrey and Marjorie, and he's giving Marjorie a history lesson in Targaryen deaths. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh. And he's having the time of his life, he's, and Marjorie is, she's playing along so well. She's yeah, like, he's enjoying himself. Too much. Yeah. And, and she's, I was like, she's like, ha, 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 so, so funny. Yeah. They're all dead. Yay. <laughs> so, you know, she's, she just plays the game. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. So then it goes to them, and then Cersei and Olena are there, too. Mm-hmm. Are they bonding? Or are I they, can't tell. Or are they being like low-key catty? I think they're both, they're fake bonding, like surface bonding, but definitely strategically trying to figure out what both of them want. Yeah. Because I was like, hmm. Because they talk about how, so Elena's son hunted to distract himself from the fact that he never fought in a real battle. And then she says about how, you know, mothers always try to keep their sons from the grave, but somehow they yearn for it. And Cersei gives her this look, and I'm like, she doesn't trust her. Yeah. I don't think Cersei trusts any other women. women. No, she doesn't. And I think she, it's it's one of those, like, she's thinking about, like, connecting to another woman, but also she's too caught up in being queen to let her guard down. Yeah. You know? She's too aware of her title, I think, to let herself be a human. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But then Marjorie does some, like, real charity work by, uh, you know, turning Joffrey into a good person. Yeah. But I was like, it kind of seems like Joffrey legitimately likes Marjorie. I think so. And I was like, oh, I am not mad at this. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. But like, can he stop being like shitty? (laughs) If she teaches him how to be yes. Yeah. So you hear like in the background, there's like people, like a crowd forming and Marjorie convinces Joffrey to face the crowd. And I'm like, okay, puppet master. She's like, they'll love you. Yeah, if you greet them with kindness, they'll return it tenfold. Yeah. They already adore you from leading the battle, which he didn't lead. Yeah, no. But that's what they're going to tell everyone. Yeah. 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 So she's a a saint. Yeah. So they go out there and they like soak it up. The crowd is like chanting their names. Chanting, Marjorie, we love you, Marjorie. She's like waving. And then they start cheering for Joffrey. And he looks at her like shocked. And he starts waving. And then it cuts to Cersei because as they were walking out to face the crowd, Cersei like came running over like, no, I can't do this. Like, no, no, no. Thinking like they're going to get attacked. But yeah. then they start waving and all that. And then it cuts to her again. And she looks like she's about to like crack. Yeah. She's going to punch Marjorie in the face. Yeah. She does not like this. Yeah. <laughs> but like, sorry that your boy, your little boy's girlfriend is, you know, teaching her him how to be a good person. Yeah. She's hot and smart. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Sucks to be you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Theon is back in the woods still. Yeah. He, he is not getting um, loved by crowds. No, no, he isn't. <laughs> they're, they're traveling back to somewhere. And uh, we get some backstory about how the guy knew Theon, but I didn't get much from the scene besides that. I didn't, yeah. He says that not all the men with Yara are hers, so some of them are still loyal to their father, which I guess means that there's like a split in um, loyalty. motive and loyalty. Yeah. So then they get down to this um, underground bit of some property. And Theon wants to know if his dad knows about the torture. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, for that to be on your mind, like that's really sad. Yeah. He only cares about daddy. Yeah. He wants his father's acceptance so bad. And I'm sure if he found out his dad wanted, like, knew about all this, I'm pretty sure it would just shatter him. Do you think his dad ordered it? Maybe. Mm. Could you imagine? Like, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. To be like, why'd you take this? Why'd you take Winterfell? Because they're asking about that. Yeah. And then... Because the other guy says that it wasn't a strategic move because they're so far from water. Yeah. So, maybe... But uh, Theon is complaining about how he can never be a Stark, and then he chose to be an Ironborn, and then he says that he paid the Iron Price for Winterfell and that he murdered those boys, but then he confesses that it wasn't the Stark boys, it was just the farmer boys, and he let Dagmar slit the, the kids' throats and burn their bodies so he could keep Winterfell and make his father proud. And honestly, get back on Theon. But yeah. But then, then we have an awe moment. Yeah, because he says, my real father lost his head at King's Landing. And I was like, oh, my heart. He looks at Ned as a father. Yeah. And I was wow. like, we actually get a real Theon moment. Yeah. And he feels bad because he made a choice, but he made the wrong choice. And now everything is burnt down. Yeah. And now he's, you know, he got captured and just yeah. all this mess. He's just in it. He's in just a tornado. Yeah. <laughs> bad Sucks. decisions. And yeah. And then, so as he's having this whole monologue, the other guy, he's like trying to unlock this gate. So then at the end, when he says that he's made the wrong choice, he finally does unlock the gate. So they go down this tunnel and Theon thinks that Yara's at the end of it. But who is it? Ugh. 
I got so annoyed. So he lights his torch and they're back in the torture chamber. I was like, what? He got played so hard. Dude, what? (laughs) That other guy's a phony. Yeah. Oh, and he says that Theon killed the other guys. Oh, that's right. He does. And I was like, wow, that's rude. So rude. (laughs) And now I'm mad because I feel bad for Theon and Jamie in the same episode. I know. This is too much. (laughs) Why would they do that to us? (laughs) I can't believe them. Speaking of Jamie, we're back with him and Brienne. Yeah. And Brienne is so mad for him. Yeah. Because he's not eating. And she's like, you are literally being a little bitch. (laughs) He's being so dramatic about it. (laughs) Like he just lost his hand. He'll be fine. Yeah, he's only in tremendous amounts of pain. Yeah. But he's like, oh, it was my sword hand. Oh, I'm good for nothing His now. His stump is probably throbbing. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's probably God. poisoned by now. Oh, he's got to have an infection. Yeah. I'm so, like, fixated on this. <laughs> you hate blood, but you need to know about it. I know. <laughs> it's my curiosity. But she, she basically, she just roasts him for being like, you're being such a quitter. Like, people have actual problems out there. You're acting like such a woman right now. And then he starts eating. <laughs> <laughs> so she knows how to work him. Yeah, totally. Good for her. <laughs> and then she asks her why he helped her not get raped. Because she knows that he knows that she's not from any kind of real money. So character development maybe definitely still donkey and shrek <laughs> i like that dynamic between them yeah right and now we're back to king's landing king's landing cersei's gone to tywin to make sure that he's doing everything he can to get jamie back which is like just tell him that you love him and it's kind of funny because the way this the way this scene opens is exactly how it was with Tyrion and tywin mm-hmm. With him just writing and, and ignoring just, his child. Yeah. And just awkward silence. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, so he just hates all his kids. Yeah. He doesn't care about them. Yeah. So when he finally does, he, when he finally does like look up at her, he has like this look of like, oh, my kids. Now <laughs> I can deal with you. Yeah. Uh, so he, he just can't be bothered. She comes up to say that the Tyrells are a problem. <laughs> and she's like, Marjorie has to cause and Joffrey and knows how to manipulate him. And then, there it is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So it's all Marjorie. And Tywin is like, oh my God, shut up. He's like, good. I wish you knew how to manipulate him. <laughs> and honestly, I hate the guy, but what a line. Yeah. And Ty- she and Cersei's like, the Tyrells are a problem. And Tywin's like, the Tyrells helped us defeat Stannis Baratheons. They saved your life and your children's lives. So he's like, shut up. Yeah. Here. Take it. Here's a humble pie. Yeah. Cut yourself a slice. Eat the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> but then, ouch, Tywin says that he doesn't distrust Cersei because she's a woman. It's because she's not as smart as she thinks she is. <laughs> and I was like, damn. He just put her down in her place. Yeah, right? Because before that, she was trying to say that he never confides in her because she's a girl because he has two other sons to confide in. But <laughs> it's because she's not as smart, I guess. Yeah, whoop. And now we cut outside to Olena. She's roasting some girl for importing a boring design. <laughs> She's like, oh, a rose. Ooh. Another rose. She's like, I have roses on my dishes, on my chamber pot. Like, on my sheets. It's very, um, that ver- that scene in um, The Devil Wears Prada where she's like, florals for spring, groundbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> I think actually Olena and Meryl Streep's character in that movie have the very same energy. Same vibe. Yeah. But then Varys comes over to say hi, and she's not taking any of his BS. So he's like, may I sit? And she's like, no. Tell me what you want. So then they go on a walk and talk about her interest in Sansa and about how Varys might have plans to marry Sansa. Wait, what am I saying? No, Baelish. Oh, Baelish. I wrote the wrong name. I was too in the moment. <laughs> Baelish has plans to marry Sansa, and if he does, then Robsock falls. Then Baelish has the key to the throne. And Varys is like, no, no, no. We're not going to have that. Yeah, no. And ba- Elena's like, oh? Baelish just wants his bae. Yeah, he do. Uh. <laughs> and it's not going to be Sansa. It better not be Sansa. Not on my watch. I'm mad. <laughs> so then we cut to Sansa praying by the water and Marjorie comes up. Aww. And they just want to be friends. I know. I hope it's like legit. I know. I actually said, that's my nose. Like, I believe that she's really out here looking out for her. Yeah. And I hope that that's true. I hope so. Because yeah. you know what Sansa needs? A, A friend. friend. <laughs> Just one. Yeah, please. So uh, Marjorie tells Sansa that she has to see Highgarden, which is where the Tyrells are from. And Sansa's like, the queen wouldn't let me leave. And then Marjorie's like, well, she's the queen regent. And once I marry Joffrey, I'm the queen. So <laughs> we're going to Highgarden. Yeah. yeah. And then she 
is like, and then she wants to hook Sans up with Loris. And Sans is so excited about She's that. She's like, yeah. Loris, you say? Loris? Loris with the flowers? Oh. Yes, I love flowers. Your brother, like, hot Loris? Yeah. So cute. <laughs> so <Love him>. cute. <laughs> Those curls, honey. Oh, my God. <laughs> but did you notice Sansa totally towers over Marjorie? She's a giant. I yeah. think she's huge. <laughs> I was like, I need to look up both their heights. Probably. I want to say um, Sansa's got to be like 6'5". <laughs> she's probably like 5'6 at this time. Yeah, right. And Marjorie's like 5'4". Yeah, Marjorie's probably like our height. Yeah. <laughs> Watch, we're both wrong. They're both like 5'9 and 5'12". Yeah. 12 is 6 feet. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> but we're with the Night's Watch now. Yay. We're going to forget that I can't do math. And um, we're burning Bannon's body. Mm-hmm. Uh, Commander Mormont is not very good at doing you googlies. No, he's not. No. He forgot the guy's name. <laughs> what? What's this guy's Where's he from again? Oh, yeah. He's like, who is this? Uh, Where are oh, we? Right, 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 right. Uh, Sir <laughs> Brennan, and uh, he's from the... Uh... He's like a guy... You know, He worked with us yeah. for a little while, you know? Yeah. Sucks that he's dead, but, uh, you know. Yeah. The Night's Watch are just not having a good time. They're not. They're wounded. They're cold. They're starving. They're overcrassed or being a douche. Yeah. Like, I feel like for anyone who will listen, Craster will constantly talk about how many girls he's banging yeah. at any time. Yeah. Because now he's bragging that he's had his 99th son and more daughters than he can count. And it's like, dude, shut up. like that. You know? Oh, God. No one, no one cares. You know what it is? He's the same thing. Remember when um, Sansa, when the battle of Blackwater was happening and Sansa was stuck with Cersei and Cersei was just talking at her because she had nobody else to talk to. Mm-hmm. This guy has nobody else to talk to. Oh, really? So anytime some guys come by, he's like, you know, I've got mad chicks. <laughs> and he's got to brag about that like they haven't already known. He should have like kept us on around as a buddy. Mm. But he didn't. No. Because he's a monster. Because you can't think like that. that <laughs> one son means competition. That's true. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. I just thought that. <laughs> but now the Night's Watchmen are starting to complain to Craster that he's hiding food from them. And okay. So like taking Craster out of the equa- equation, like if he's just a normal person... Now you're biting the hand that feeds you. Yeah. And now you're showing up expecting to be fed. Like, hmm, this is his food. But I also understand that, like, during the war, like, you have to, like, you know, share. But, like, to just go up to somebody's house and expect to be fed. But, like, rat. I mean, it's rations. And they are getting, like, bread with sawdust. That's true. And, like, Craster's eating, like, pork. Yeah, he is. It's like, okay. I don't know. I think I have a little bit more hospitality in me than Craster does. Oh, absolutely. So, like, I would share. I'd be like, okay, these are people in need. Like, I would yeah. share. And you understand that, like, they're doing physical work that needs, like, protein. Yeah. Because, I mean, you grow more pigs, like, whatever. Yeah. But. <laughs> Craster doesn't Raise care. more pigs. You don't grow pigs. <laughs> Jeez. Off the pig tree? <laughs> you just pick them. Yeah. Only uh, when they're ripe. The season. Yeah. Pig season. <laughs> yes. So somebody calls Craster a bastard and he gets so mad. I've oh, never, he flips out. Have you, I've never really understood like the, what the insults to being called a bastard is. I feel like guys definitely get more offended by bastard than women do. I think a, a, a bastard is an unwanted child or something or like a. That's when you like have, um, when you're like born out of wedlock, you don't know who either your mom and your dad is. Yeah. Or like your dad. I guess one parent, because like yeah. John doesn't know who his mom is. Yeah. But he's also born out of a marriage. Yeah. And, oh, God. Anyway, he gets very mad about being called a bastard. Yeah, because I guess, I guess in this instance, it would be knocking him down a peg. Because mm. like bastards are seen like dwarves in this world. Yeah. Like they don't belong to people. They don't belong to families. Yeah, they're outsiders. Yeah. They're nobodies. And it's like you're calling Craster you're insulting him and you're mm-hmm. insulting his status. Yeah. Whereas like he sees himself as like a God. He's already insulted his status by <laughs> marrying all of his daughters. And he's having, gross. Yeah. He's gross. Yeah. He's trash. That's why he has his own little village where no one can come up and tell him he ain't shit. Yep. Okay. But <laughs> he can't handle some constructive criticism. Yeah. Cause like he's kind of a dick, but like I mean, he's fully a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, he gets very mad about being called a bastard. So then he starts charging at one of the guys, and then the guy stabs him, like, in the throat. Just whoop. Yep. Like, right up. Right through. Yep. Hit. So then, at that moment, the Lord Commander comes back in, and he's like, um, you did that, now we're all going to hell. This is all your fault. Why would you do that? Yeah. So now, somebody else steps him in the back. Rast st- stabs Commander Of course he does. Mormont. Of course yeah. it's him. Yeah. And now there's chaos. 
Yeah, everything. Oh my god, shit totally hits the fan. Yeah. Everyone just everything blows up and Sam runs to get Gilly and leave. Yep. He's Good. out of there. At least he has some sense. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I gotta he go. He can't handle babies, but he knows when to go. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I gotta go. Yeah, I gotta go. Also, like I would leave that too because like Rast hates Sam. So he's gonna go after him. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Cool. And everyone obviously just starts fighting. It's just a mess. Too so much, yeah. get out of there, Sam. <laughs> now we're with Arya. Yeah. She's got a hood on because it's apparently best that she doesn't see where she's going. Yeah, because the Brotherhood is bringing their, them to HQ. Yep. And we meet Beric Dondarian. Yes. I didn't write his name down. Yeah. The eye patch. He has an eye patch. Nice. He looks very, um, what's that? There's like this animated character and it's like a little ferret that has an eye patch. I forgot even what movie it's from. I want to say it's like from one of the Ice Ages. <laughs> but he just reminds me of that character. I've only seen the first Ice Age. Oh, there's so many of I them. I can't help you. Um, There's like 20 of those movies. Yeah, but it's definitely from that studio because it's that same style. It might not be Ice Age. Maybe it's Madagascar. I don't know. But anyway, so we meet that guy and then what happens? So they start doing like this trial on the Hound to be like, oh, you're a murderer. And he's like, oh, but my brother is a murderer. And then Arya's like, no, you killed like an innocent kid. The butcher's Micah. Micah from season one. Yes. Yes. They're like, we don't know for sure if you killed this guy or not, this kid or not. So whatever. Trial by combat. Trial by combat. Um, so he brings up the one true God. So he believes in the Lord of Light just like Melisandre does. Yeah. And that's when I was like, um, so I was like, each other? yeah, I was like, okay, so this is going to get weird. Yeah. This is going to, everything is going to get weird in the future. Yeah. And also, did you notice when, um, when Beric came out, uh, the hound was like, huh, him? Yeah. Cause what so did he, he say? of him? Beric, Dondarian, you've seen better days, and I won't see them again. So the Hound is like Stark deserters, Baratheon deserters, you lot aren't fighting in a war, you're running from it. So I guess they're deserters, but maybe he was like a respected fighter? Maybe. I feel like that's what happens in this, is like everyone's nameless unless they're important. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of <laughs> But now we cut to Daenerys. And Astapor. Yeah, she's about to hand off her dragon. Time to pay. Yeah, I think somehow the dragon's going to get free. I think she'll just have the best of both worlds. I was like, she, I was like, she's up to something. Yeah. She's got a plan. She's not that silly. Yeah, no. And <laughs> you called it. I, she, I called it. She starts speaking Valerian and everyone's like, huh? Bro. Bro. She's like, this is my mother tongue, bro. Yeah. <laughs> she turns around to the master. And he's like, yeah, have a, you, you, so you understood me. Yeah. So like this, she reveals that after she hands him the dragon and he's like struggling because Dracarys is like flying, trying to like get away from him. He's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 no. You're not my mom. <laughs> exactly. So then she calls for the Unsullied to kill every man or master who holds a whip, but to harm no children. Yeah. And so, then she calls for Dracarys to, to burn the master. Yeah. So. Light whew, him up. Talk about that power. Yeah. She's brutal. She yeah. has the biggest dick energy in this show. <laughs> of, of any show that I've ever seen. Yeah. So then. She tells them, like, they're all free, but they can join her army as free men. And if they don't want to join, nothing will happen to her. So then they start tapping their spears. Yeah. And I was like, ooh. What a powerful moment. Yeah. And Jorah's, like, smiling. Sir Barristan is like, whoa. That's my girl. She's always got the best power moments, I think. Yeah, definitely. I, l- I really liked this part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it shows them leaving Astapor with like just all the whole army following, and she th- like she throws the whip onto the ground, and they step on it. And I was like, I love symbolic. I was like, I love all this. And That's like the, poetic cinema. The dragons are flying. She's on a horse. She looks beautiful. She's and it's getting like, what she wants. Oh my god! I was like, I love this. And what she deserves. Yeah. Ooh, good for her. <laughs> and that's the end of that episode yay and that's the end of this episode right yes hey so remember that time i said the guys only wanted their dick sucked (laughs) i meant only guys in that time i don't hate all men (laughs) just so you guys know (laughs) just saying i want to just clear that air a little bit (laughs) (laughs) but anyway listen to our podcast on podbean spotify itunes (laughs) google play (laughs) tune in and stitcher Follow us on the social medias at Chowdy Media for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and come back next week for my birthday episode. Yay. Yeah, we're going to break it up and it's going to be a movie, not a Game of Thrones episode. Surprise. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Bye. Bye.